Thank you for listening to the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that your life will be forever changed by what you hear today. Our goal is to encourage, inspire, and challenge you to experience the real Jesus. Thanks for listening. Now let's tune in. Oh, look at your neighbor and say, stir it up. Look at your other neighbor and say, I'm trying, I'm trying, I'm trying. Yeah, yeah. The Bible says in 2 Timothy to stir up the gifts that are within you. Amen. Today I'm going to talk to you about a sermon and I've named it Steer It Up. Not stir it up. That's Southern. We're Jamaican. Steer it up. You're going to steer it. Basante basa. Right. Right. Uh, everything I read, relax, man. All right. Now listen. Today, I am going to set you up for success. Are you ready? Like three of you? Fantastic. How about the rest of you? We're going to set you up according to God's word for success. You each have a gift. You each have a gift. Whether you believe it, whether you know what it is, you have a gift. The Bible makes it clear that God has bestowed gifts on all mankind. You have a gift. Now we've got to stir it up. Stir it up. Right? We're going to talk about this. It's in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6. He says, therefore, Timothy, I remind you, stir up the gift of God, which is in you. We're going to talk about that today, and I know we're going to have a good time in the Father's house. Uh, before we get started, I want to remind you, if you want to lead a small group, you got to stir that gift up too. you got to stir that gift up too. We need small group leaders, so consider that. Pastor TC set up right outside the door if you want to lead a small group. Let's see here. What else? Uh, where is uh, Caleb Abraham? Caleb, where you at, brother? Back there in the back. Can everybody give Caleb a hand? <laughs> Caleb is our uh, is our our, our uh, brother from East Swatini, who has been our summer intern here for worship, and uh, he is going back to school this next week. So today was his last day with us. Everybody say, "Oh." Uh, but I want to share something with you because every time we do something, I want you to know you share in it uh, because of your giving. Uh, we're going to cover the rest of his tuition for college. So God bless you, Caleb. Um, um, and here's the, here's the best part about it. I wish I wasn't being selfish with that. But I learned a long time ago, if we sow seed in good soil, that we share in the harvest. Amen. And I believe that brother's got a future in God's kingdom. Amen. So it's, it's not all just good for Caleb. It's good for the house of the Lord too. Amen. So I want to thank you for being a benevolent people uh, and allowing us to give... Uh, and be benevolent in every opportunity, right? Uh, so, boy, God's doing amazing things at church. Well, I can't wait to tell you. Don't, 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 don't miss church for the next several weeks. I'm telling you, we're going to be uh, revealing a, a building plan real soon. We've got uh, breaking ground on the on the property. We've got. I'm telling you, God is on the move at Hope City, and uh, and so we are we are excited. Uh, can I just say this? How many of you have attended uh, Discover Hope? You're a member at Hope City Community Church. Okay. Uh, I challenge you to get in to discover hope. Matter of fact, I'm going to make you a deal. I'm going to make you a deal that you cannot pass up on. This is a sale, a fire sale. Okay? Even though you missed today because you're here. If you sign up, we'll send you a video about today and you can go the next three weeks and you'll be a member of the church. All right? And here's why. Because we need your gift. We need your gift. Where God is taking this house, we need all hands on deck. I need your gift. 
I need your hospitality. I need your administration gifts. I need just your smile and a high five to everybody comes to the front door. I need your gifts. Let's talk about gifts. When Paul said, stir it up, uh, he was literally saying to, to physically get involved to where you make a difference. And all of a sudden, your gift will come to the surface. And here's just a list of gifts. Uh, administration, uh, apostleship, discernment, evangelism, exhortation, just exciting people and, and reminding them of God's goodness. Uh, faith, giving, healing, helps and hospitality. Those are amazing gifts. Knowledge, leadership, mercy, prophecy, serving, gift of tongues, teaching, and wisdom. You see, each one of you have a gift, and that's not an exhaustive list, but each of you have a gift. And for this church to be complete, we need you to function in your gifting. And I want to tell you this. Not only did you have a gift, your mama had a gift, your grandmama had a gift, your great-grandmama had a gift. Every person that's ever walked the face of the earth, God has given or bestowed a gift. And that gift is not for you to unwrap. That gift is for you to give to the house of the Lord to bless other people, right? Let's go over this. I don't want to go to the deep end of the pool, but I want to show you that this is true according to God's word. The Bible says give and it will come back to you. Press down, there it says in good measure, press down, shaking together, running over, shall men give unto thee. If God wants to bless you, he uses a person to do it. But what happens when that person is not obedient to that gift? You miss out on your blessing. Now, there's a lot of people in a lot of need because a lot of people aren't functioning in a lot of gifts. And I think there's a time coming where everyone will have to function in their gift for the church to do what it's called to do. That includes you. And today I'm coming straight after you. Straight after you. If you were the only one here, I'm still preaching as hard as I would if it was all of us. So get ready. I'm coming right after you. I love it that Paul uh, had this special affinity for Timothy. He obviously knew the family. Uh, and, and speaking of your mama having a gift, your grandmama having a gift, uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, I saw the gift of faith in your grandmama Lois. I saw it in your mama Eunice, and I see it in you. He called out three generations of gifts. And what Paul is saying is, if your grandmammy had something and your mammy had something, you got something. And the truth is, how many of y'all, your family members are gifted? You had a gifted mama or a gifted grandmother. You had that praying grandfather. You had somebody in your family that held the line spiritually. Well, if that's in your family, it's in you. Can I tell you, if it's in your spiritual family, it's in you. If you call yourself a believer, it's in you. You have a gift. Today, I want to talk to you just for a few minutes. I ain't going to preach long. Uh, it's too hot in here to preach long. Uh, and, and let's just be praying for that new build. I, I promise you this. We're going to be able to see our breath in the new build. I'm going to freeze y'all out. They're going to say, what kind of air conditioner you want? I'm going to say a freezer, a freezer, a freezer. First uh, Kings chapter 17, starting in verse 6, going to verse 16. We're going to talk about Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. Elijah and the widow of Zarephath. We're going to take it from a little bit different angle today. Uh, let's pray just real quick. Uh, Holy Spirit. Uh, unlock this word for us. Uh, show us what you want us to see. And we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, everybody said, amen. Uh, starting in verse six, it says, sometime later, the brook dried up because there had been no rain in the land. Stop right there. Elijah has been relying on God to be his provision. And all of a sudden, the water dries up. You can't live without water. Some of us are in a dry place because God's trying to move us to a fertile place. Some of us, it's time to go, and you've been sitting in a dry place. 
And God's saying, no, 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 I got water, just not where you're at. And it's time for you to move. God's calling you to something new. So when it gets dry around, just start looking where God's leading, right? You need to be looking where he's leading. Verse 8 says, then the word of the Lord came to him. It said, go at once to Zarephath in the region of Sidon and stay there. I have directed a widow there to supply you with food. Verse 10. So he went to Zarephath. When he came to the town gate, a widow was there gathering sticks. And he called to her and asked, would you bring me a little water in a jar so I may have a drink? As she was going to get the water, he called, and uh, bring me, please, a piece of bread. Verse 12. As surely as the Lord your God lives, she replied, I don't have any bread. Only a handful of flour in a jar and a little olive oil in a jug. I'm gathering a few sticks to take home and make a meal for myself and my son that we may eat it and die. Elijah said to her, don't be afraid. Go home and do as you have said. But first, make a small loaf of bread for me from what you have and bring it to me. How many of y'all are like, uh, hold the phone. He said, go home and starve and die, but first feed me. He says, and then make something for yourselves after that and your son. Verse 14. For this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says, the jar of flour will not be used up and the jug of oil will not run dry until the day the Lord sends rain on the land. Verse 15. She went away and did as Elijah told her. There was food every day for Elijah and for the woman and her family. Watch this. Verse 16. For the jar of flour was not used up, and the jug of oil did not run dry, in keeping with the word of the Lord spoken by Elijah. Man, there's a lot there. There's a lot there. Today I want to talk to you about stirring up your gift. Stirring up your gift. Um, this lady was collecting sticks. She was being busy, but she wasn't working in her gift. Let me say that again. You can be busy and not be about your gift. You can be just busy, busy and not effective, busy. You see, when you are most effective is when you are functioning in your gift. You see, a lot of people are miserable. Some of y'all, that alarm's going to go off in the morning. You're going to be sick to death. Why? Because you're not functioning in your gift. You're not functioning in your gift. You hate what you do. Why? Because it doesn't align with your gifts. Right? Am I lying? Well, hey, the louder you shout, the faster I preach. <laughs> so, you get up, you're miserable. Could it be, could it be that you have been stagnant in your gift so long that even the people that hired you don't even know what your gift is? You better start functioning in your gift. The Bible says your gifts will make a place for you. Doesn't it? Nate, that's what it says. Your gift will make a spot for you. Right? I don't have to, I don't have to tell people what my gift is. I just got to function in it. Same with you. Just get up and start functioning in your gift. You say, well, pastor, how do I know what my gift is? Well, you start serving. And if you don't like serving where you're serving, you go serve somewhere else. And if you don't like serving, that's why I tell people, start somewhere. Start pouring out. Start giving something to somebody. Let me tell you, the lady of Zarephath, she thought she was getting ready for her last meal. But really, she was functioning in hospitality. And she didn't realize it. Her gift had been forgotten. 
And so when Elijah comes and he calls that gift out of her, she don't know how to respond. She says, surely, as the Lord God lives, I, I, I don't have anything to give you. I would give you. I was on my way to get you some water. I ain't got no bread to give you. And Elijah says, well, that's because you're looking at things in the natural, not the supernatural. You see, when you're a believer, you tap into something outside of mankind. You tap into God kind. Right? And once you tap into God kind, what you see no longer affects what you do. Now, obedience is everything. You see, God wasn't looking for bread. He was looking for obedience. Don't make the mistake of thinking God's looking for what you got. He's looking for who you are and what you're willing to do. Right? Oh, I ain't got started yet, David. Just hang on. I'm telling you, first service ain't getting none of this. The Holy Spirit was moving on me back there in that room between services. I guess I could put it to you like this. The woman was so worried about what she didn't have. She didn't let God use what she did have. Anybody here like that today? We're so worried about $7 eggs that we don't want to be obedient with 10%. Oh, hang on. Hang on. Hang on. Hang on. I'm stepping on toes. You better pull them up. Don't wear no open toe shoes to Hope City. They'll get you. They'll get you. They'll get you. How about this? How about this? You're so worried about your sickness, you forgot that he's Jehovah Rapha. You forgot he's a God who heals. You're so worried about your past, you forgot he's your righteousness. You're so worried about what Facebook says about you, you forgot about what the word says about you. Huh? You better snap too. I'm telling you, God is stirred up. Little darling. Well, I like that song. I like that song. You know, I like that song because it reminds us, do something, stir it up. Stir it up, do something, stir it up. Make a change. If what you're doing ain't working, stir something up. Oh, Jesus. Sound system stirring it up. (laughs) Now watch this. If you want to stir something, you can't just think about stirring something. Now watch this, watch this. If I had a big old bowl, watch this. If this whole thing was a bowl, I'm talking about my mom makes pistachio pudding in a bowl this big. And nobody eats it but my dad. Now watch this. You put a spoon in that bowl. And you say, in Jesus' name, stir. That spoon ain't going nowhere. But then you say, hey, shout about And you go in the tongue, stir. That spoon ain't going nowhere. If you really think and you say, oh, by the power of my might, stir. It ain't going nowhere. Why? Because stirring is a condition in the natural, not the supernatural. But what stirring is, is see, if you want to make Kool-Aid, it stirs things together, right? Right? How many of y'all love Kool-Aid? I love Kool-Aid. Wendy won't never make it for me, man. Because she knows I'll drink every drop of it. Grape Kool-Aid? Come on, somebody. Grape drink? Come on now. Listen, you want to stir something together, it takes different ingredients. And when you stir, it combines ingredients. So what Paul was telling Timothy is, is when you begin to stir, you are going to mix that which is natural with that which is supernatural, and that gift is going to squeeze out as the product of the mixing of the natural and the supernatural. 
We say, hang on, Pastor, that's, that's, that's weird. No, it's true. Every time God unlocked a supernatural gift, he asked for a natural seed. Oh, hang on. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Hang on, I feel the Holy Spirit on that one. Every time God laid a harvest in the Spirit, somebody planted a seed in the natural. Right? So if you are looking for a change in the spiritual, it might mean you got to serve a little differently in the natural. If you're looking for God to reveal to you what your gift is, it might mean you need to go down here and see Wendy and become a member of the church and start serving somebody besides you. Too soon? Too soon? Too, too, too harsh? You get the wrong church. Now, let me tell you what's really powerful about working in your gift is that yes, it's for the kingdom, but ultimately it's for you. The widow of Zarephath, God challenged her with a little bit of bread. If you keep reading, starting at verse 17, you read down the rest of the chapter, she had a boy. And her boy took sick, and her boy died. And had she not learned to obey the word of the Lord, she would not have known to go to Elijah, who was a man of God, and say, hey, my boy is dead. Come heal him. Now watch this. The same faith that said, go make me a biscuit, resurrected a boy. Oh, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. Some of y'all worried about a biscuit. God's seeing a boy. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all worrying about where you're at right now, and God's seeing your spiritual legacy. So you so worried about a little bit of flour and a little bit of oil. You're worried about the economy and everything else. And God's saying, if you'll be obedient, I'll change your future. He said, would you trade me a biscuit for a son? Think about it. You can't outgive God. You give him a biscuit and watch what he'll do. Go ask the little boy. There was 5,000 people sitting on the mountainside. Jesus said, anybody got anything to eat? If it had been, I'd be like, oh, man, you out of luck. I got, I got some sardines, a couple biscuits. I ain't got nothing for you, Jesus. Uh, Mama made me a snack. The rest of y'all just out of luck. But that little boy had, had a gift of giving. And he took it and he said, Jesus, I know it ain't much. See, in your eyes, your gift ain't never going to look like much. Because that's the way the devil plays you in the flesh. Your gift ain't never going to look significant. That's why a lot of y'all ain't serving right now. You think, well, God can't use me. Let me tell you, God uses those who say God can't use me. The Bible is full of people that say God can't use me. They are the fathers and the mothers of our faith. The little boy takes his little biscuit and sardines, takes up to Jesus and I, I know it ain't much. I know it ain't much, but you can have it. Can I tell you, the Lord is looking for a church that says, I know I'm not much, but you can have me. You can have me. I know my gift don't seem like a lot, but Lord, you can have it. See, here's the powerful part. Everything Jesus touches, he multiplies. Everything he touches multiplies. So this boy walks up and hands this snack to Jesus. And Jesus will always do two things with your seed. 
He will always bless it and he will always multiply it. Whatever you give to him is blessed and multiplied. That's the way he functions, right? So he took the, the little sardines and the bread and he prayed for it and he began to break it. Fed 5,000 people and there was 12 baskets left over. You know who the 12 baskets are for? The unbelieving people around Jesus, the 12 disciples. They said, Jesus, hang on now, man. That ain't nothing but a biscuit and some sardines. You can't be feeding everybody. And Jesus said, I'll show you what I can do. There'll be so much, I'll feed this entire mountainside of people, and you'll each have a basket of food to take home. See, sometimes the church needs to have a remembrance that God is able to do exceedingly and abundantly more than you could ever ask or imagine. Sometimes the church needs to be woke up to his ability to multiply. See, here's the, the reality. Is we got people who got gifts in their hand and it seems insignificant. So they just keep it. They just keep it. I was uh, uh, planting some grass seed about three weeks ago. Charles, we worked hard, didn't we? That was a rough two days, brother. Charles came to help me. Tim, a couple other guys from church came to help me. We, I'm talking about, we did some work. And uh, after they had all left, I took some of that seed and I spread it in the yard and then I drug a harrow over it. It's this big, heavy, great thing that tears the yard up and it plants the seed for you. And that seed, if I was to throw that seed down, it would cover about three square feet of my yard. Wouldn't even begin to get close to meeting the need. But that's the power of seed. Seed in and of itself will never be enough because it's not supposed to be enough. It is a faith tool. When what you have seems insignificant, you plant it. And then you wait for the harvest. See, two of y'all got that. Let me say that again. When what you say and what you have and what you feel and your gift seems insignificant, you invest it. And then you wait for the harvest. Why do I tell you that? Because so many of you think that your giftings are insignificant. And God is waiting on you to serve in his kingdom with your gift. And he's saying, if you will bring that little insignificant gift to me, I will multiply it. Let me give you an example. You say, I can't do anything but smile and shake hands. You are the quintessential greeter. Are you kidding me? Smile and shake hands? I will post you at every door I can find. And all you got to do is, hey, good morning, hey, good morning, hey, good morning, hey, good morning, hey, good morning. See, my dad has the gift of hospitality. If you've met my dad, he's got that smile where he just, hey, bro, good morning, hey, bro, good morning, hey, bro. He's shaking hands, you know, and just high-fiving, hey, good morning, hey, I like the outfit today, hey, really good, hey, hey, Right? And here's what's crazy. You would not realize that he doesn't feel well. Why? Because there's a grace that hits you when you function in your gift. There's a strength. The wind of heaven begins to blow when you're functioning in your gift. My dad's not been well in years. 
But when he gets to operating in his gift, he just looks like life is blowing out of him. You know why? Because it is. The Bible says, out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. And guess what? It's not all for you to drink, sweetheart. You can't drink no river of living water. That's so other people can be nourished by your gift. You see, I have two gifts. I have the gift of faith, and I have the gift of exhortation. I know my gifts. You know why I know? Because I function in them so long, I'm comfortable to tell you now. I have the gift of faith, which is what scares the board half to death. <laughs> Am I lying, Kenny? <laughs> Am I lying, Craig? I was sitting next to Craig. Craig got the same gift. Me and Craig always scare the board, don't we, Kenny? Bless God, we're going to build a 500,000 square feet arena. We're going to be da-da-da-da-da. And they're like, uh, hang on now. You thought about the interest rate lately. <laughs> like, well, yeah, that matters. <laughs> my gift of faith just means that I'm willing to trust God for whatever he puts in my spirit. However big, however small, I'll trust him with it. Right? But then that gift of exhortation means that I find people who need a turbo booster spiritually. And I can go and I can spend 15, 20 minutes with that person and we can take them to another level. I can remind them that their father owns the cattle on a thousand hills. I can remind them that he can do so much more than they can imagine if they will just trust him. If you will take this step of faith, God will meet you halfway. And I can encourage people through exhortation to trust him with bigger things. See, that's my gift that I give to the church. It's not for me. Now, let me tell you this. You know who the number one beneficiary of it is? My family. God will never bless anybody without getting to you. God doesn't step over people to bless other people. You see, when I lay my seed in the field, the first harvest goes to the Lord, but he makes sure I get my seed back plus some. You won't ever, ever outgive God. So if you feel like you're spiritually stagnant, if you feel like you just, there's a certain thing missing spiritually. If you feel that you have just hit the skids financially. If you feel that relationally you have just fallen apart. If you feel that your family is beginning to suffer spiritually. Can I tell you, take what you do have and get it to God as fast as you can. And here's what he's going to do. You're going to run to him. You're going to hand it to him. And he's going to bless it, which will stop the decay. It'll stop the loss. And then he's going to begin to multiply it. But you got to leave it in his hands. You see, when Maddie was a baby, is Maddie in here? Where's Maddie? She's probably in the back. Back there, okay. When Maddie was a little girl, she had a, you know, from Toy Story, she had a little Woody doll. But you scared me to death. They go off in the middle of the night. Thought that mug was possessed. She'd run around, there's a snake in my boot, and all this crazy stuff. And one day the hand broke. The little thumb broke off. And she brought it to me. She said, Dad, can you fix it? Can you fix it? I said, well, maybe me and J.B. Weld can. I don't know. We'll see. Get some glue out. So no matter how many times I tried to put the thumb back on that Woody doll, man, I, it kept falling off. It wasn't enough connective tissue to make it work. 
And so I told Wendy, I said, maybe I can't fix it. Wendy said, well, that's all right. He can still clap his hands out of thumb and he can do all this. I said, no, I said, I don't want her to think her father can't fix it. So you know what I did? I went to Walmart. I bought a new Woody doll. An old Woody doll went the way of the mammoth. <laughs> Extinct. And the new Woody doll, this may, she may be hearing this for the first time, and I'm sorry. <laughs> but I hand her the new Woody doll, and she says, Dad, you did it. You fixed it. You did it. She said, his thumb grew back. And I said, isn't that something? I said, anything you bring to your father will get better. Hang on. Some of y'all still hadn't learned that. See, some of y'all got injured by a person in your father's house and you accredit it to your father. Is that okay? See, some of y'all let a fence set up in your heart so long that your oil has run dry. And God is saying, make me a biscuit. And you're saying, there's no more oil. He says, if you'll trust me, there will be. Bring your gift one more time. Trust me one more time. Give me that gift one more time. And see, some of y'all, you just got stingy. And you start holding your flower just for you and yours. And then when somebody that God sends your way asks for a biscuit, you say, I'm out of flour. And the truth is, you are out of flour. You just don't know it yet. Because when you stop the flow from heaven to other people, you stop the conduency of heaven. And now what God wanted to send through you stops when it comes to you. And it doesn't multiply anymore. There's no need to multiply it. Why would he multiply something that just stays stagnant? Can I tell you, if you will allow God to use everything you have, your time, your talent, your treasure, everything you have, if you will give it to him, he'll change everything. You're talking to a man who at 28 years old felt like I had everything the world could offer. I was miserable. I had a nervous breakdown at 28 years old and I had more money in my bank account probably than my parents ever made in their lifetime. And I was sick because I was being stingy with my gift. Everything was just for me. I had stopped up the flow of heaven. And when I stopped and I said, wait a second, God, whatever you want is what I'll do. Because what I had, even though it looked like a lot to other people, it was nothing to me. You ask me what I'd rather have, peace or money. I'll take peace every day. Only a fool would choose money. A fool would choose money. And so now, every day I get up. And the joy of the Lord is overwhelming. Because I get to pastor you and I get to serve you and I get to pour out my gifts for you. I get to meet new people every day that God has brought into my path for me to encourage. And see, as long as I'm encouraging other people, I don't need encouragement myself. 
because I'm so full of encouragement for other people. I'm living on the residue. So I ask you, what is your gift? And are you using it? Are you flowing in it? And is it flowing through you? Because if it's only flowing to you and not through you, there's a problem. God has brought you to this place because we need your gift. Make no mistake, you are here for one reason and one reason only, that God can pour into you and you can pour into others. That's it. That's kingdom functionality. Every person, a conduit of his goodness. It may look a little different. Some of y'all may have hospitality. Some of y'all may have the gift of administration. I do not have. Wendy is overflowing in administration. But can I tell you this? Don't let the devil lie to you anymore and say it's not significant. You put it in God's hands, you watch it multiply it, and you watch people begin to get blessed because of your gift that God gave you. Amen? Get up on your feet. Let me pray for you. Yeah. Steer it up. Yeah. I think that's the wrong key, but I'm going to steer it up anyway. Yeah. So how do we steer it up? Can I tell you, there's two ways to stir it. There's a recipe of worship and gratitude that I recommend. That's staying in a place of worship and always being grateful for what God has for you. And then there's service. If you're willing to serve others, God will reveal to you what your gift is. You will see it very clearly and you will have no question. Other people around you will start to call it out. That's the way God does it. So if you're here and you say, Pastor Josh, I'm ready to serve in my gift. Can I tell you, there are needs in the house right now. We need small group leaders. I need people. And you know, the, the, the fact that I'm even having to ask is proof that there's people who think their gift is insignificant. We need teachers of small groups. We need leaders of small groups. If you like to play golf, I promise you other people like to play golf. Just invite some people to play golf, call it a small group, boom. Simple. Okay, you like to eat nachos. We make a nacho small group. I'll come, I'll come. <laughs> right? How about this? How about God's put something on your heart? Maybe it's a Bible study you're going into and you don't mind meeting a few people at a coffee shop to do it together. Can I tell you, God can use that. Whatever it is that God has placed in you, he'll use it. Just give it to him. Just trust him with it, right? How about this? We need people to serve. We need greeters. We need people to serve in our children's ministry. Can I tell you where God's taking us? If everybody in here served, it wouldn't be enough. We need everybody, all hands on deck for what God's about to do. Do you believe that? I know I believe it. It may just be the gift of faith, but dadgummit, I believe it. I'm going to pray for you. And here's what I'm going to pray. That God will unlock your gifts and that he'll give you opportunity to serve others. Amen. Come on, let's pray. Father, we love you. We thank you for loving us the way you do. Lord, I have a very simple prayer today. Just shine your light from heaven on our lives and allow us to see the gifts. Allow us to see clearly how you have equipped us to serve others, to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. And Father, next I pray that you would give us the unction to begin to function in our gifts. Give us an urge to serve. 
Not just ourselves, that's the way of the world, but to serve others, that's the way of the kingdom. Help us, Lord, to get involved. And Lord, I just rebuke every excuse. Everybody's busy. I just rebuke that trashy excuse. We're all busy. We all are, could use a different season or well, whatever mess we make up, Lord. Just, just help us to shut that up. But help us to yield to your spirit and begin to serve others in whatever aspect you call us to. And it ain't got to be Hope City, Lord. Just use us to serve somewhere. Uh, the kingdom is bigger than a church logo. So just use your people to make a difference for the kingdom of God. And we'll give you praise for that. Lord, lastly, I pray you bless us and keep us. Be gracious to us and show us your favor. Make your face shine upon us and give us peace, both now and forevermore. Cover us with the blood of Jesus. From the top of our head to the soles of our feet, I thank you that no weapon formed against us will prosper. Not even our own stagnant decisions. Set us ablaze with our gifts and use us, Lord, for the kingdom's purpose. Bring us back next week with more wisdom and more of your word locked away in our heart, and we'll give you the praise for it. In Jesus' name, and everybody said, amen. amen. God bless you. We love you, and we'll see you next week. Thanks again for joining us today for the Hope City Community Church Podcast. We pray that what you've heard today will bless you until the next time we meet again. We hope you'll join us again soon to be encouraged, inspired, and challenged to experience the real Jesus. Take good care and God bless.